Yo 
Ghost is our latest episode. It's not the 6th of June. You know, we wrote this um, last night, and that was 11-11-2018. And it's, it's no real meaning to that, other than um, you could um, try to figure out your own concept. But it was um, it's just a, a typical studio romp where we're doing our... Um, expansive sound and we were doing a jam and we found a patch a synth polyphonic patch on our Juno GI which has like 1300 sounds on it and we found this really nice polyphonic patch it was basically a rave patch um it was a polyphonic which means you could do two fisted chords on it and we liked the tone on it and we ran it through their MX1 performance mixer to give it a little digital delay. And what we had originally done is we found some beats on our BeatStep Pro. We've got a big collection of beats that we created uh, with our JDXI. And we're playing with the timing. Um, We adjusted some of the patterns. We put them into a new chain pattern, which is really cool. Excuse me. You can take your library on the Arturia BeatStep Pro of all your beats and create them in the, put them into projects, and then the projects can have chain patterns. And then when you go into the chain pattern, you can, you can change uh, the, the steps that the beats occur on. And then you can change the order of the chain pattern and then resave it as the, the same project or a new project. And we've been doing that. We go into our, our library since we bought this um, BeatStep Pro two years ago and take some of our beats and... What's cool is like you can just change the drum set that it's going against. So there's a lot of drum sets in the JDXI, um, you know, 808s, 909, 727s, um, a lot of really cool stuff. And it basically allows you to do that change. And, and what's different, in, uh, if you use a JDXI, you're stuck with a four-part structure that's limiting in the length of the beats you can create. We initially sometimes used to record extended ver- versions of those beats 
onto a Zoom and, you know, just kept on punching in and punching out and changing the direction um, as we played or recorded. What we like about um, doing the chain pattern on, on the Beats of Pro is we're able to extend the drum machine on the JDXI and actually make it like we have a TRS to a certain extent. We have a full drum machine. They can do full in songs. And for performance mode, anybody's ever seen the Ghost <clears throat> on Facebook Live, you can see we're always touching our Arteria Beats that broke, and we're very much in love with it. And um, it uses multiple lines of sequencing. So we use, you know, Synth 1 and Synth 2, and the drum machine. The drum machine is connected to the JDXI, as I said. And then we also have it connected to a System 1M, and it's also connected to one of the part digital parts or analog parts of the JDXI. So what's really cool on the JDXI is what we used to do is that you can have the vocoder running simultaneously with the drum machine and one of the synths. Um, and that makes really interesting uh, patterns that you can have these three lines of sequencing going on. <clears throat> and we used to use that to, to our benefit on a lot of ghost songs in 2017. We've switched to the VTO3 because it allows the vocal signal to be on a separate channel. That was one of the limitations we found is that on a JDXI, the drum and the vocals <coughs> were all going on the same channel. But synth one was on a different channel that you could modify the, um, the sound volume. And that sometimes was a problem. Um, and so we've solved that problem with getting the VTO3 which can run on a separate line going into our MX-1 mixer, and we can run a different level on the, vo on, the, on the sound. So we can bring down the drums to not be as oppressive or too loud um, for what we're doing, and then have the vocal track you know, exist in a separate channel. And sometimes when we live record, we use the MX-1 performance mixer to record into two tracks on the Zoom, and then have all the levels being done on the MX-1. <clears throat> so even though we're recording on two tracks um, on the digital recorder, the Zoom R6, R24, we can have the levels of the Juno, the Eurorack, the JDXI, the System 1M, they can all be on different channels. And all those channels can either have effects applied or they can have volume applied at different levels. They can have um, different filter profiles applied. And so that allows you to have a level of mixing, even though you're recording onto just two tracks, and it gives you the feel of a live band, which is what we've been doing with our expansive sound for a long time. And people thought that we were more than one person because we've been using all these studio tricks to our advantage. In addition, we've got a lot of sequencers that we use. Uh, there's a sequencer in-house on the Moog Mother 32, which we use to great effect. <clears throat> there's a sequencer on the DFAM, though it's not a MIDI sequencer, it's a controlled voltage sequencer, which is very old school. Going back to the complement B concept, and you have to control the pitch and, um, and the velocity of every step with little rotary dials. And it's, it's kind of an art more than a science to kind of get to where you want it to be. You kind of got to get the feel of the DFAM. The DFAM is very deep 
in that, you know, you can do one oscillator or two oscillators and different combinations of the oscillators, different levels on each oscillator, and the actual levels of each oscillator affect the sequence. I've noticed they affect the, the speed of the notes based on the, the pitch on an oscillator can actually affect the speed of the, of the sequence, which is really cool. And there's a lot of nuance you can do, like turning the dial on the DFAM just a little bit can have an extreme effect. And so you can get a lot of variation. And so if you do like uh, play to filter by playing the knob per functions on the DFAM, you can get a lot of really cool results. Also, when you switch from one oscillator to two oscillators, you get significant uh, rhythmic changes that you can apply while you're recording that don't really affect the level of the sound. There's some of the changes that can really drastically affect the sound volume, which make it hard to use in a live performance. But when you switch the oscillator from one to two oscillators, that actually does not seem to have a, a, a bad vocal a volume effect. So I use that a lot to um, allow me to use one DFAM to create a lot of different beats. In addition, there's some other things you can do with the noise generator and um, whether or not you're um, doing like a, a union of the filters or you're, you're doing some other tricks you can do with um, the VCOs and there's a lot of capability on, the, on this synth, and uh, I, I haven't really explored connecting it to the Mother 32. I have explored running it into a Make Noise Maths module, which does have significant results and gives you even more modulating capability. I find uh, the Maths module is like my go-to Eurorack module. I find myself using it a lot. I, I've done a lot of work with it on the Mother 32, to make the Mother 32 sound like it's like a, a mini Moog, you can you can give it a lot of power. In addition, I've been able to um, use the Morphogene module to create all kinds of crazy um, atmospheric synth sounds by sampling ghost material. And we use that to a great effect on a lot of tracks. Uh, we don't really use it on this particular track, but we did use the math module and the Pittsburgh 2x4 mixer on our Eurorack to integrate um, the tones. We are using an Arturia Mini Brute 2S, and that has an awesome sequencer on it. And we actually built um, a baseline um, that we ran through the sequencer uh, on the Arturia. We really like the Arturia's approach to, um, you know, doing... Uh, the sound design, the subtractive synthesis, what's cool is like you, every waveform has a fader. Um, and oscillator 2 is a little different. It's a switch, um, to switch between the waves. Um, but the, the, what's really interesting is, is that the, the, you can put the kind of volume percentage um, level of a wave into the mix. You've got uh, two LFOs and you've got multiple envelopes, um, I mean ADSRs, and there's a lot of capability with the patch bay. It's a very deep machine and the sequencer is very significant. It's kind of like a Beatstep Pro sequencer and you can modulate the gate, you can modulate the pitch, and then you have assignable modulation you can assign to different aspects of the synth on the patch bay. 
and there's a lot of really cool things we've done. It's got a really good bass tone. It's got some really cool um, synth tones. They're different than the Moog. It's got a multi-West State variable filter, which is different than the Moog. Sometimes it's a little loud on certain settings. You have to you have to be careful when you're running the state variable filter. You can't just run through it like on a Moog. Uh, it's just one state. You can kind of run the whole range of it. There is a volume difference when you're playing, performing. You have to be aware of where you can, like, really blow <laughs> blow somebody's speaker or blow somebody out. But it is a very deep machine. I'm very happy with it. Uh, the integration I have with it, with my Eurorack uh, system through the 6U, allows me to bring in all my tones from the VCAs on the synth modules in the Eurorack into a... <clears throat> Pittsburgh modular um, 2x4 mixer and then that gets me the levels that go out of the, the arteria which comes out on a on a monophonic quarter inch line that I bring into uh, MX1 performance mixer and that monophonic line goes out in stereo on the right and left channel into my Zoom R24 which allows me to do the monophonic to stereo conversion at the instrument level rather than doing it in a DAW or digital audio workstation, which I've talked about before, I find doesn't give me a lot of compression. It gives me a, a really natural sound to the synth and I can get the stereo sound in the way I want it. I do the same kind of process with my um, my VTO um, 3 and I'm actually getting a VTO 4 for podcasting and um, Facebook Live um uh, what we're going to be doing in uh, YouTube and Facebook Live are doing product reviews, and sometimes we're going to play Josephine, sometimes we're going to use the Vocal Transformer, the VT4. The VT4 has got some, a new feature with Harmony uh, setting, which we haven't seen before. It also has the ability to do USB audio, uh, which we're going to try to integrate with Facebook Live and YouTube and Anchor when we do podcast. And so we're very excited about what we're going to do. We're going to integrate it with our uh, studio electronics microphone. We have a Yamaha um, MG10XU mixer. So for our podcasting, we're gonna use the Yamaha with a studio electronics microphone into the VT4 and probably use a roll and go mixer to integrate it. But it looks like we can bring it right into the PC through the USB and hopefully that will integrate and allow us to uh, connect into the the PC. Uh, if that doesn't, we'll probably use the um, an iPhone um, to do the podcast. So we'll, we'll have the Go Mixer connected to the VT4 and then use the microphone from the, the studio electronics microphone and maybe do some mixing levels on the Yamaha, which we have in our Studio B. And we're very excited, but we're probably going to get another 6U and load it up with more make noise modules and some Pittsburgh modular modules. Um, Analog Solutions has an awesome sequencer out there. We're very interested in um, the Squarp Pyramid. We're very interested in because it's a really song-based sequencer. And, you know, when you're a songwriter, having a sequencer that can actually structure songs is a, is a really cool thing to do. And we're, we're very excited about a lot of the sequencers that are out there. There's the controlled voltage sequencers. Uh, and then the, the probably the you know the top sequencer being released that we're on order is the OPZ from Teenage Engineering, 
is more than a sequencer. It's a little mini workstation that uses sequencing rather than the tape concept of the OP1. And we're very excited to be able to integrate that into our workflow. And we'll be getting that soon. And we're going to be uh, talking about the differences um, in, in, the, in the approach on our vocals. Because we're going to have three different vocal approaches going forward. We had a JDXI in soprano mode for Josephine Electric in 2016. In 2017, we've been using the VT03 in 2018. And at the end of 2018, we'll be using the VT4 to see if the new capabilities of the VT4 give us some um, additional sound quality and see if they've really altered the, the vocal transformer. Uh, we're not sure if it's, it's, it's a real increase in capability or just different capabilities that we could use uh, for different reasons. We could look into using it to create our character Stephanie uh, and Winhover voice and maybe use the harmony command to kind of do a distinction between Stephanie and Josephine. We're interested in what we can do with it. Uh, we think the podcasting aspects of the machine are one of the primary things we're looking at. And so we'll talk to everyone later and everybody stay safe and keep on doing music because music is life.